What's going on, visionaries? You're joining us, episode two of season two. So episode 18 in total. Um, I'm joined here by my good, good friend, the one and only Tulsa's favorite, Eden Trenum. Say hi to the people. It's good to be here. Thanks for having me. Um, so we're coming to you live from her and my brother Brandon's house. Thank you for letting us use your space, little cool kids coffee club. Yeah, absolutely. We're out here. Um, e, so if you know how the pod starts, first question I ask everybody, you meet a stranger and they ask you what you do, how you explain that concisely? Yeah, well, right now I'm a therapist and I work for a company that helps women who are involved in the legal system to kind of rehab and mm-hmm. start their lives over. So Yeah, yeah she looks super sweet. She's a gangster. She plays guitar and piano and she sings and she's a mom of two. Um, married to one of my best friends, and she's one of the dopest people um, I know. So I'm really excited for y'all to get to know her today's episode. So, um, e, so you're doing that now, right? The mm-hmm. counseling, um, and but I know it's been a long journey to get there. Yeah. So, I kind of want to pull the timeline back, uh, give some um, history on like a little bit of your upbringing. I know you have the I call them the brown girls, but it's yeah. <laughs> your sisters and your dad had a school. I just feel like the and you grew up in church, so. Kind of just kind of give us a little bit of, of that background, and then yeah. we'll, we'll go from there. Yeah. Um, so I was born and raised in Tulsa. Mm-hmm. Um, I have three sisters, and my um, we grew up just, or we just grew up normal, normal <laughs> kids playing outside, um, yeah. hanging out. My dad had a school that he started, a little Christian private school. And so that was kind of a second home. That was our family. Which um, is still around right now. Yeah, still here. So if you're in Tulsa, what, what's it called? Right Christian Academy. Yeah, so yeah. sign up, sign up for your babies. It's a small school, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So um, we spent our days there and hanging out, running around the school. Those were like our first jobs. We're cleaning Working the, at school. the school. Yeah, <laughs> we had like mopping yeah. halls and stuff. Um, and I uh, grew up in a little church, a little non-denominational church, and that had really, that had broken away from Church of Christ. Um, and my parents were really involved, like always doing um, vacation Bible school and teaching mm-hmm. our classes. And um, it was like the dream youth group for me because it was just, it was small enough to where it was my best friends and mm-hmm. like my family and you grew up with them and all that, yeah <clears throat> yeah and a lot of them I grew up with and um still talk to today and um that's kind of when I started getting into leading worship so we um I grew up doing um piano like playing piano classically and then uh I we were at some sort of retreat or something, and my friend taught me a few chords. Yeah. And that was like, I later that night led a worship song, and I remember like dropping my pick, and it was just terrible. Wait, how old were you there? Um, I was probably like a freshman in high school. Yeah. Yeah. And you were like 15. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So and- uh, also, I, I wanted to know that because I met you, and you already were into music, so you got into music with youth group. Like, that's the age you kind of started, 13, 14. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, well, I grew up with the classical piano, and um, I was really into, like, movie soundtracks, and so <laughs> I would pick those pieces to learn and um, and play. What, kind do you of, know, do you know one, like, off the top of the, are you uh, yes, is it Rudy, you know? The Rudy and Yeah, Rudy, yeah, <laughs> and Forrest Gump, I, I just love those, and yeah. and so I would spend a lot of time in my room just, like, 
imagining I was composing a movie soundtrack. Yeah, okay. And that, and then I kind of transitioned into playing more guitar because of the how functional it was for worship and yeah. for church. Because, so. For church. Um, so, uh, so what what was what did it look like? Because I mean, super like chill upbringing, right? You're in youth group. You're playing music. A little eating in her room, but. Mm-hmm. I know that at some point you had like a little bit of a music career. You're you were rec- recording music. You were traveling, doing mm-hmm. these things. Yeah. Uh, what what was the transition piece, or how did you even get into like that sphere? Yeah, so I kept playing guitar and leading worship, and kind of really doing that as a high schooler. And then I went to college at a um, Christian university and was able to lead worship there. Um, and then while I was doing that. Um, from uh, uh, I was attending Battle Creek and Alex Amaya came and spoke actually yeah. one of our chapels and so that was kind of my connection there and he reached out to me and connected me with their worship pastor Michael Letney who just poured into me a ton and um, we did worship out there and that was the first time that I um, was part of a recording project so we did a little album out there at Battle Creek uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Uh huh. is it and out there in the archives I don't know if you can still find it oh, you have to hit up somebody I know yeah but that was kind of my first experience with it and then um, we got married shortly after that and Brandon really was the push behind me yeah. pursuing music and I um he, I remember one conversation, or we were hanging out, and I was playing a song that I had written, and he was like, did you just write that? And I was like, yeah, I just wrote it. And um, he was like, how many songs do you have you written? Yeah. And for me, that was like That's a really guy. regular thing, like because yeah. it was just how I um, processed life. And so uh, I, t- I just showed him all these songs I had, and then um, he really pushed me to record the album and kind of connected all the dots there and then he's your marketer he was social, my marketing the, yeah social media coordinator yeah, he was all also my like when i was terrified to do that to take that step because it was such a vulnerable moment to like yeah. say here are these pieces that i've written what do you think you know mm-hmm. are they good enough um i was not really i was like no let's just not do it yeah. and he was like no we're gonna, we're gonna do, gonna it. do it. <laughs> you're gonna go because i've put in all this work and then um, we networked all throughout the like Baptist denomination, which is what we were involved in at the time and, um, did a lot of like women's events and youth events and, um, traveled around and did that for a year or two and recorded uh, the album. What, what timetable was that? So that was like, um, so we got married in 2015. So it was 2015, 2016, 2017, 17. Yeah. That's, that's crazy to me. Cause, um, I mean, right now, y'all are, like, some of my closest friends of mm-hmm. my entire life. And when I was 15, 2015, 2016, I just graduated high school. Yeah. I was going to college, so our lives were very different. Yeah. To how, I mean, it's funny how we got connected mm-hmm. now. Um, so, um, so with your music journey, yeah. um, where did it, like, uh, take take a little bit of a slowdown? Because you were, yeah. you were touring, you were recording, you were doing all these things, and now, I mean, you still play. Mm-hmm. It's just not at that capacity right now so yeah Yeah, probably like in 2020 um COVID didn't help with that and it would kind of naturally you know all of those events were canceled and um I was starting school I was in my second year of my master's program for counseling and um we had the two kids Brooks was one you know so we I just 
kind of felt like that naturally transitioned us out of that traveling yeah. and booking all that stuff. Um, um, sorry to cut you off there, but uh, I'll, so one of the, I mean, main reasons I wanted to bring you on is because I feel like you represent this um, kind of person to me where you're still beautifully artistic, like super musical, super talented. Uh, but just because, like, the, the trajectory of your life has made you kind of slow down in that avenue does not mean that it takes away from that from that part of your life. Because I feel like a lot of musicians and creative people, like, if, if their level of involvement in that thing diminishes, mm -hmm. their value and their uh, of themselves or their ability to be confident in their skill set in this thing kind of diminishes. Mm -hmm. But if you can speak some, like, perspective and life into those people, because yeah. um, I think you've handled it well, and you still yeah. we wrote we've had a song we wrote yeah. together. We like yeah. we still we can still move in that direction. It's mm -hmm. just the level and the amount that it is changes. So yeah, I think it's kind of a you know part of that like adulting when you aren't like maybe you're not able mm -hmm. to make enough money doing the music thing, or you know it's not um, you have a really busy schedule with your life. Um, and so those are, you know, that's a difficult thing. I think what's kept me grounded in still creating music has been that I do it for myself in a mm -hmm. lot of ways, like not. Um, that's how you process. Yeah. That, yeah. So it's very much always been a part of like how I've processed life events. So like mm -hmm. after my mom died, I wrote and wrote and wrote and wrote and wrote and wrote and wrote. Like my grief came out in songs, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and so regardless of whether it was for somebody else or not, or anyone would ever hear it, I was always doing it because I needed it. Um, and so I think that's carried through because that's been my motive behind it. And the value in it for me is just exactly what it is. Like mm -hmm. for me, it's not like, um, I have to be an artist. I have yes, to grind it out, yeah. do all this, all this status, you know, it's right. more like a, the, just a, like simplicity of the, of the art. You mm -hmm. know? Yeah. Like the, in and of itself, that's what makes it, valuable to me yeah you know dude and that i mean that's even speaking to me because i think even like <clears throat> the pod and music i think i get caught up in the sometimes like i obviously want to succeed right but mm -hmm. the complexity of like i need to push it out i need to market it i need yeah. to be connected to these people and i need to do all these things but like it, oftentimes it, it just needs to come back to the simplicity of like why why did i even start or yeah. why why did i even do it and it's just like i think that that's a beautiful reminder to people that are out there trying to have their own business or trying mm -hmm. to do their own thing that like to be rooted in why they're doing it. Mm -hmm. And I think you have that solid of like music's just always been there, like yeah. throughout all the trauma and transitions and things that you've had to mm -hmm. let it out, you know? Right. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, so, uh, I want to hit the, so the transition of being like a rock star to now you're, <laughs> like counseling people yeah uh i mean how how's that change looking or how did it kind of go that way sorry if you're not if you're audio only i'm doing like this little hand motion <laughs> to explain the words i can't find right yeah, now. yeah yeah no um i don't know i um part of music for me is about stories and my story and being able to tell my story. Um, and then there have been songs that I feel like I've written for other people, you know, mm -hmm. like I hear their story and it's so inspiring to me that like a song comes out of that. Yeah. And so really, you know, as I kind of 
it grew and got older as I aged, <laughs> aged now, um, the, my heart for people and connecting with people is, has kind of expanded. And, um, and I had, when I was in college, actually, I had a um, counselor who he worked at the school and he was really, really an important part of my life. But he talked about how leading worship and he was like, when you lead worship, Eden, it's like you're doing counseling with these people and like each individual person, you're connecting with them on an mm -hmm. individual level, but you're in this huge room. It's like this really um, sacred moment, you know? And I think that's like really captured what leading worship has been for me. And so it was a really natural transition because like I never saw myself as like some sort of performer or rock star, but I just yeah. saw myself as like helping each person in that room connect to yeah. God, you know? And so um, the transition then is, is really simple in the sense that it's still just trying to connect to other people. Just the avenue that you do it. Yeah. Maybe it looks a little bit different. Yes. There's no music. Um, from the stories you've told me, you've, I mean, you're out there, girl. Like there's a, like the, I guess the clientele that you see is yeah. a hard population. Mm -hmm. You've seen some yeah. stuff. Um, I want to, I want to hit on, um, how you take care of yourself emotionally through that. But mm. before that, I want to do halfway point of the pod. Okay. <laughs> Let's do it. I'm breaking it up. We're doing social media deep dive. All right. Here um, we go. so I have for you, I have two pictures, one of them. Because I want to plug something, and then the other one is uh, like a genuine, genuine question. Okay. So uh, first one I'm going to show you here on my phone, and uh, and then Nate's going to put it on the screen so people can see what we're talking about. Uh, this is the first one. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what, what's going on there? Okay, so um, that was our wedding day. <laughs> <laughs> That's my boy. That's your boy. That's my boy. Yeah. Oh, um, Legally, your boy. Legally, my boy. Yeah, subjectively, my boy. We just share him. Yeah. Right? <laughs> um, we had just done our first look, and uh, I came around the corner, and he turned around and immediately started sob. He hates when I tell this story. Why? <laughs> well, I just thought it was a good picture. Yeah, I didn't well, know that's. A, that's well, a that's what <laughs> happened right after, right before that. He turned around and started crying because it was just like this moment of like all of this experience come together, and then. Mm -hmm. Then we turned around, and then he started laughing like we always do. We just started laughing and then mm -hmm. turned around and took that picture. And this was on your wedding day? Uh, yeah, yeah, right before we got Brandon, there. if you're listening, your fit is crazy, bro. Big mm -hmm. fan, bro. Um, Y'all look so young there. Yeah. How long ago was this? Gosh, that was seven years ago. I think we're about to celebrate seven years. Let's go. Now, y'all have two pretty babies. Yes. Brooks and Aspen, mm -hmm. they're around here. So if you hear some kids screaming, it's because yeah. we're at their house. So, um, okay, this is the second picture. Okay. Okay, hang on. Oh, man. That's crazy. I actually was thinking about this this morning. That was uh, FCA camp. Whoa, <laughs> I'm going to cry. That was a week after my mom died. And I, um, we were going to cancel that event. We were going to just not go. Um, and Brandon was like, I just really think we should. Um, and so, uh, that was, we were, um, or that may not have been that same camp actually, now that I'm thinking about it, but we created this relationship with FCA mm -hmm. and, um, it was just like, we did that camp. And then I think that might've been the year after we did another, but, um, some of the greatest moments with these 
you know, high schoolers who mm-hmm. are, some of them just come to play games and sports and stuff, but then you see them in those moments and they're really like connecting with it. Um, you know, so. how was this in, at the, the peak of uh, at Eden Trenum music? Yeah, probably yeah. kind of in the middle there. Um, so who was, who was the band? What's going on? Because right now I just see you with some open toe sandals uh, leading people to the presence. <laughs> <Some flip-flops. laughs> so, who is the squad yeah, behind you here? Um, okay, so at that one, yeah, that was the year after that one, um, was Kendall. Oh, the, your producer. My producer mm-hmm. and an incredible electric guitar player and just musician. Um, and it was Ralph. He's coming on the pod. Later in season two. Oh, that's awesome. The Ralph. Y'all are lucky. Yeah. That's great. Um, And I had maybe Chris Fiery with me, or I think it was Chris Fiery or Ross Ward, one of the two. On keys. So you had Kendall on guitar, Ralph drums, you acoustic, Mm -hmm. um, then keys and electric, Mm -hmm. keys and bass. Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh, I don't know if Brandon was there. Because Brandon would travel with you. Yeah, he did travel a lot with me. Um, I don't think he was there, though, because he had another event that week. And yeah. so we uh, we split it. Man, you're asking me about one I don't remember very much. <laughs> <No. laughs> struggling. Okay, let's, let's do one last False Creek set, and then we're done. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, right. uh, thanks for participating in the social media deep dive. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I don't know. I literally just, like, I dove in. I was like, which ones look like good? Good little toss of conversation pieces, yeah. and those were the ones mm-hmm. the, the Lord led me. Yeah. Um, okay, but so back to what we were talking about before. Uh, so I was talking about how you ha- like how you take care of yourself emotionally because mm-hmm. I would imagine in a field like counseling, like it's hard to because you connect with these clients, you see them all the time, mm-hmm. and it's hard to like not bring that burden home because mm-hmm. you bring home and you have to be a wife and you have to be have to be a mom. Yeah. Like, how do you? Yeah, how do you do that? Hmm. Um, I have a lot of really good conversations with my coworkers, and so there's a really good well, like, people that understand. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, there's really good team mentality there. Um, and I have a, a couple of really good friends there that um, we just process those, you know, situations and um, kind of the weight of what we hear on a you know daily basis. Um, and humor you know <laughs> just like finding ways to That's laugh right. you yeah. know um is really important um well, I, yeah we hang out a lot like i'm yeah. over at y'all's house all the time yeah. so we're always there's always something i don't understand mm-hmm. how y'all's house was. yeah um okay quick tangent i'm gonna so uh when i was going through like all my stuff last year mm-hmm. uh brandon eden would would have me stay over at their house like weeks at a time right yeah. and there was one week where i was like what the heck is going on so it was it was may 4th and we, they had May the May the fourth, uh, the Star Wars thing. Yes. So you, you made soup, and there were, Brandon had Star Wars playing. Then the following day was Cinco de Mayo, and I'm super Hispanic, so there was piñatas, <laughs> there was tacos. And then the following day, I think it was just like retro uh, Disney movies and burgers, like for no. I was like, how do you guys have a theme night every single <laughs> night? Maybe because I was here, but that's just how y'all get down. Yeah. So. That's, mm-hmm. I think that's some good insight. I don't know if people have the capacity to be partying like that all the time. I, but. I don't know if I have it. No, that's, uh, I attribute most of that to Brandon and his <laughs> <laughs> his liveliness. But yeah. he, um, I think especially as a creative, I can tend to be more like withdrawn. 
mm-hmm. you know, as if I can label myself as a creative, but you do. I can welcome to the pod. Thank you. <laughs> I feel like I'm in a, in a lead. I'm no, you're out here. of the lead. No, you're out here. Um, so I can withdraw really quickly and really easily and just, yeah. I will have things in my head just spinning, um, and having a thousand thoughts and, mm-hmm that leads to me just kind of pulling back from people and relationships. And, um, so Brandon's my anchor, you know, Mm. when those, when he sees me starting to do that, he doesn't let me, (laughs) you know, really basically brings me back. And a lot of the ways that we've worked that into like the natural, um, day to day of our life has been just having people over all the time and, um, you know, planning things to look forward to each night with our family. Um, that are simple, but still like, fun you know yeah. so um so so kind of trying to on the last leg of the pod um what i know can you talk about um motherhood i know we, we mm. we've had some conversations but right now in, in you and brandon's season of life like every decision that y'all make it's not even like for y'all anymore mm-hmm. it's you're thinking about brooksy you think yeah. about aspen mm-hmm. and um yeah talk, talk let us in on that because i think uh i'd say maybe age range of the pod is like 20 23 to like mid 30s yeah and you guys have transitioned that well you're in your young 30s mm-hmm. um and uh maybe give us some insight maybe like maybe someone like me that hasn't got there yet yeah. or someone that is there and maybe it feels like a huge burden that they can't handle so yeah, yeah. It, it is a huge burden <laughs> it's uh parenting is the most difficult thing that I've ever done, um, and the most rewarding thing that I've ever done. And, um, I get to do a lot of, I'm kind of moving into doing a lot of like family therapy and, Mm -hmm. um, working with moms and, you know, like, I think the most important thing to know is like, you're not, there's no perfect parent. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that was a really big transition for me was recognizing that I can't be perfect at this and that, um, I will disappoint my kids at times and I will upset them at times and I will hurt them at times. I'll hurt their feelings. I won't show up when I need to, you know, and those, that's just kind of the reality of parenting. But the most important part is that, um, they know that I'm always there for them. Right. You know, and like that I'm available that when they reach out for me, I'm there, you know, um, emotionally and, and, uh, physically in their life. And, um, so I think really kind of, the expectation I had at the beginning of parenting is very different than the expectation that I have now. Than the reality of it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, and it's scary. And so be friends with people who have kids (laughs) so you can be like, uh, is your kid doing this? You know, like, uh, finding community is just, is so important in, in that journey of parenting. Um, and then understanding that like your kids are gods, you know, they're his, and you just he trusted you. With yeah, them. he yeah. trusted you with them, but they're his. And so, you know, your your main job is that they know God's grace through you. Yeah. And so, um, is if that's guiding you, then um, you're going in the right direction. Yeah. That's beautiful. Perspective. I haven't I hadn't put it had it heard heard it put that way of mm-hmm. like they're God's kids and He trusted them to you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. They're, those are for sure some Trenum babies. Because when was it the other day they were playing Gorilla Punch? I don't even know yeah. what the game they invented. They made up, yeah, made up It was like a punch. shirtless wrestling game. <laughs> and 
I went in and Aspen was like stuck between the bed and the shelf. Yeah. <laughs> yes, always um, an adventure. Dude, E, thanks so much for coming yeah. on the pod. Um, before we leave, uh, can you plug your socials? Do you have some music on Spotify if you want to go? <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure, yeah. Uh, I have music on iTunes and Spotify. It's just my name, Eden Turner Music, and um, on Instagram, or you can just follow me on Instagram. Eden Trenum. Yeah, if. yeah. Uh, can I speak in faith? Maybe we release uh, that song we wrote yeah. later this year. Oh, yeah, absolutely. This episode airs in April. So maybe by summertime. Yeah. We got the visionaries. Yeah. We out here come support us. Yeah. Uh, Kendall, we need you to produce it. Come <laughs> 100%. <laughs> um, dude, love you guys. Thank you for lending me your home for the episode. Thank you for your mind. Um, we'll see y'all next week. So I'm going to let you hold. Everything I got, I'm going to let it go. Tell the world I'ma let them know